0: Hey, Julie here. Welcome back to Our Neighbors in Need, our St. Vincent de Paul podcast.
1: Love the podcast. Casey here. Super excited to do another episode today. What are we talking about, Miss Julie?
0: Ooh, I think this is going to be really interesting. Super practical. We're going to talk about donations and the whole donations process and the importance of donations.
1: I love that because I think there is a lot of confusion I guess I would say about what we accept why we don't accept certain things um how to donate and we got firsthand because of course Julie and I could give you our opinions all day long and chat right Julie but we like to talk we do like to talk so much talking but Julie you didn't interview correct and who did you who'd you do that with? I
0: talked with Janine, who is super instrumental back in the donations area, and she knows what's up, and she was very enlightening and very helpful.
1: Oh, I'm excited. Okay, well, let's check that out, and then Julie and I will come back, and we'll talk a little more in depth about what Janine had to say. I am here
0: talking with Janine at the State Street Donation Center, and Janine, we just have a couple questions. You ready? Yes, ma'am. Okay. What are you guys looking for in donations, and like, what's the process of it all for people when they come in?
2: So we look for a hard line, which consists of anything that's decor under anything you put under your cabinet, on your cabinet, uh, bathroom decor, home decor, uh, furniture, things that aren't ripped, stains, have holes, or weathered, um, even including hard line as well. Uh, Things that uh, other people can use, such as for vouchers. We want to make sure we voucher out the best that we can, so that means uh, we take the best that we can.
0: Yeah, yeah, that's so good, too, because I'm on the other side of seeing the voucher things go out, and it's nice to be able to give something really yeah. nice to people. So, and look, we have somebody behind us, and there's doggos in there. I just saw a big dog poke it. <laughs> See the tail wagging?
2: And we also are dog-friendly. We give out dog treats.
0: <gasps> dog yeah. treats? Oh, my gosh. Hi, honey.
1: Can I give your dog a treat?
0: Dog-friendly back here so are there items that you don't take?
2: So we don't take anything that is uh, remodeling material uh, for housing or building housing materials such as so hardwood flooring um, that's been used tiles that's been used any type of uh, refurbishing your home used items we don't take anything like that we don't take anything that's been that high is hardwired light fixtures fans unless they're all brand new if it's brand new then we're able to take that but can't demonstrate anything that's not been able, that you can't plug in.
0: Okay. So like with, with, um, home remodel materials, if it's still in the box it hasn't been opened, like a, a ceiling fan yes. or like linoleum or tile or something, do you yeah. take that kind of we stuff? We take that
2: kind of stuff, yes.
0: Sweet. That's yeah. awesome.
2: Um, we also don't, we're not, we don't take cans of paint, anything that is flammable liquids. We don't take, um, stuff like that. Yeah. Aerosols.
0: Yeah, yeah 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 that's safety stuff huh? yeah, yeah okay cool is there anything that you wish customers knew about donations
2: and you enter into the building to the pierce park side <laughs> and you wrap around the tarped uh blue fence area and you come straight through and the exit it's a one-way you want to exit towards the Le Schwab and out the gate to uh that side of state street it's so really important to keep it a one-way in and out, so then we don't have traffic jams or people don't get hurt out here. Oh so yeah,
0: yeah, that would be bad. That's
2: one of the, the most important things. Sweet, and we- that we give out coupons if you come and donate.
0: <gasps> that's right, yeah. and you also give out dog biscuits. Yes,
2: dog biscuits. It's so important. We are pet friendly. <laughs> and gross. Yeah.
0: Great. Well, okay. thank you so you're much. Welcome. You thank guys you. are doing a great job back here, and you're not only dog friendly, but you're people friendly too. <laughs>
2: very clever. <laughs> Thank you so much.
1: Thank you. That was super great to hear from Janine. Love that. She is so informative and helpful. Yeah.
0: Yeah. It was fun being back there and you know, I'm at the store quite a bit so I kind of see it, but I've never just stood back there and kind of been part of it. Usually when I'm back in the donations area, I'm just running something out there or running something back, but it was great to just uh just hang out and watch them in action and watch how they are with customers and They're really great with dogs, but um, they're super great with customers and very friendly and they make it very easy for people to donate. And I tell you, it takes a lot of people to make that show go back there.
1: And to make it smooth too, because you have cars coming and going. So that's one aspect, right? Like just people feeling comfortable driving in, driving out, but then you also have this sorting process and these rules so to speak that they have to follow back there so yes it's a lot a lot of moving pieces
0: a lot of moving pieces and a lot of people back there a lot of hands many hands make light work oh i like that a little tidbit for julie i wish i made it up (laughs) but i didn't but uh yeah super impressive so just big shout out to those guys in the back because they work ha 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 hard they are lifting stuff all day long so it's like a gym workout all day long so you know big muscles.
1: Yeah. Especially the weather variants too. Cause like they do deal with super hot weather, super cold weather. Of course they're so fun, you know, dressing up as Santa when it's, you know, the holidays, but, and, and we do obviously protect our employees. There are times where we'll change our hours based on like really crazy weather. We don't want anybody standing out in the heat in 108 degree weather.
0: Yes. And I heard a little, uh, a little statistic, a little number. I don't know if this is accurate or not, but they said, so we will shut it down. If it hits hundred degrees, we will shut things down back there. Like you said, for the safety of our people back there, cause we don't want people passing out and overheating. Um, but I heard that when it hits hundred degrees that out there on the pavement, it's 120. Ooh. So a definite shout out to them. Cause they're also dealing with weather conditions. So, I know, like you know we we like to try and keep regular hours for donations, but sometimes weather and circumstances happen, and we shut down early. And side note, it's not just because of weather that we have to shut down early. Occasionally, there are circumstances beyond our control that we have to shut down early. So, if you are donating to us and you're like oh your your hours are nine thirty to two thirty and you show up at one thirty and it's closed." Thank you so much for thinking of us and trying to donate. Um, And we really try our best to keep our doors open, our donation doors open as advertised. But once in a while, something comes up like a delivery or a truck shows up or something.
1: Yeah. And I would throw out there as the person who updates like our website and makes those changes as um, frequently as we can is that it does take 24 hours, usually for Google to update. So let's say we do change our hours like for a season or for holiday or like during COVID when we did that. Um, It takes a little while for Google to pull those numbers. So you can call into the store and say, hey, I've got a stuff I want to come today. Are you guys going to be open at this time? Um, just as a thought, like, especially if you have a big load, if it's something that's in the back of your trunk and you're just swinging by swing by, cause the hours are always posted. Our team will keep you in the loop, but just in the event that you're planning something big as a big drop off and you're concerned about hours, please feel free to call.
0: Sounds good. Yeah. Love it. So you, um, have had some conversations about kind of the finer, uh, detail things in the back. So I was thinking maybe we could talk about hard lines and
1: what's a hard line? I would consider it to be the other category. So that is your decor. It is your kitchen stuff. It is your weird empty vase that your aunt Sharon donated to you that you no longer want. And you know, those things. So some of the other categories or the categories that we generically speak to are books. Um, We have great book selection. Oh my gosh. So many good books love the book section. My kids love to look through there and find a hidden gem. We have soft lines, which are clothes, linens, not books, not hard lines, soft things, if you will. And then we have the furniture category, of course, which is what we're going to talk a little bit more in depth about today, since there is a influx in um, furniture donations recently. And then there is hard lines, which is the other category. So that's kind of how we break it down from the thrift side. So when you bring in a truck full of stuff, they're organizing and categorizing based on those things. Books, soft things, other, and furniture. On our last episode, we talked about um, home visits and vouchers, and this week we're talking about donations, so hopefully we can continue to go into each of those categories in more depth and with donations specifically talk about the process in the back and what we can and can't accept and why.
0: And speaking of things we can't accept, that's a really important thing to know because people are super generous They want to share the things. Um, But yeah, let's talk about that.
1: Yeah, I think it's such a sensitive subject, right? Because we're seeing a huge influx in donations for a lot of reasons. One, it's summer, it's spring, people are cleaning. I'm doing that. They're yard sailing. Oh, I just got a new entry table. I'm going to get rid of mine. Um, Redoing bedrooms. All the reasons that we purge our own homes. However, when we talk about donations, it is such a... um, an art, I guess, for how we accept, why we accept, because it's it's multiple facets. One, when we take things in, yes, there is a portion of those things that get sold to the public. It's uh, local recycling, if you will, right? I don't want it, but you might. And those funds, like we talked about in other episodes, when we talked about thrifts and home vouchers and all of the things that we've done, those funds go towards funding our programs. So we have a reentry program, we have Christmas toy store. We have Thanksgiving food box. We have our pantry. Um, So we have lots of things going and those funds go towards that. However, in jumping back to last um, episode where we talked about vouchers and home visits, a lot of what we accept from the public or take from the public as a gift from you, and we're grateful, so grateful for that, we turn right around and gift that back. So it's important that we have a standard or a quality of product or donations that we're making sure what we're giving to someone is truly a gift. Right? Does that make sense? I love that. that. I love that. Yeah. I think kind of the idea of we want to take, we want to take in good things so that we can share good things with others. So there are some parameters, um, with donations. So some of those are, we can't take things that are stained. Um, it seems simple, like I've thought and personally have done this. Somebody can just clean it, right? Totally understandable. I'm not going to do it. I'm busy or I don't have time. I'm just going to drop this off at the thrift store. Weathered, it's been sitting outside. I don't want it at my house. Um, it's torn or ripped. Those are all things that make sense that we're just purging. We're getting rid of, dropping it off at the thrift store, right? However, I think there's a perception that we have a team of people who can clean or fix or sanitize, or sand, or things that, you know, a lot of people flip furniture all the time. And it makes sense. Like, someone could just put a new leg on that end table, and it would be fine. But we don't have a team of people that does that. And I think that makes, when I heard that, or when I learned that coming into this industry, or working in this world, I went, oh my gosh, I've given them things that should have gone to the dump if they don't have someone who can do that you know? So it's not so much that we're not thankful for the gift. It's that if I can't repurpose it to either be sold to support the programs we have, or if I can't immediately turn it around and give it away as a voucher, it's not usable for us. Um, and though we're grateful for the donation, what ends up happening is it becomes a cost for us, um, which, you know, is another category. So let's come back to waste. Cause I think we should talk more about that because what else are we missing? What else can't we accept? We can't accept wet. We don't have an industrial, yeah, we don't have an industrial dryer. We can't dry a couch that sat out in a rainstorm. Or you'll note, like, our transportation department, when you schedule a pickup, we'll say, like, please don't leave it sitting out because if it gets damaged by weather, we won't be able to accept it. Um, We can't accept things that are broken or flammable. Um, So that would include, you know, propane tanks, paint. Um, old cleaners from the garage, you know, somebody might have bought that at a yard sale or bought it at a thrift store in the past, but it's something that endangers our employees and we just can't, just can't take those. Oh, also, well, you probably said this hardwired things. Did you say that? Oh, Oh, I didn't. Great, great point. So one of the things that we also do that we do that we do do, is we test anything that comes in. So if it's a coffee pot, if it's a vacuum, if it is a alarm clock, we're going to plug it in and make sure that it works. It doesn't mean that there might be some cork or something that we didn't catch, but yes, we are going to ensure that you're getting the best of the best that's donated to us. And what we can't do is test hardwired things. So if you donate a ceiling fan that you took out because you upgraded yours or you didn't like it, I don't have anywhere that our team can hardwire that and ensure that it works. So unless it's like, and I use ceiling fan because I think that's the best option or that's what's coming to mind. Um, if I take a ceiling fan that's in a box and hasn't been opened, then yes, I can resell that, knowing that all the parts are going to be there. But if it's one you took out of your ceiling or light fixture, that's also, you know, a hardwired item. I can't test that, so I can't sell it because it would be unethical for us to take something you donated and sell it with the premise that it works. So hardwires also is a is a no go for us. I thought of another one. Another category is
0: uh, remodeling materials. Oh, yep.
1: As much as two or three um, floorboards or wood wood floor or a box of tile is something someone may be able to use, it's not something we can sell in the store um, because it is impossible to price and ensure that we're doing the right thing by that. Um, it also becomes a um, storage problem, right? So um, storage and um, spacing is always something that's considered. And some of those items like tile, flooring, those things are just too large um, for us to store or maintain or put out on the floor. I do want to add, though, I know sometimes uh, if you have something
0: that is brand new, some building materials that are brand new, sometimes we will take them for sure um, because uh, maybe we just happen to have room at that time. So so like if you have the things, I think it's, well, maybe I should ask you, Casey, what do you think? You think it's okay for people to come and and rent it by the people in the donations area in the back and see what they have to say.
1: Absolutely. So one of the unique things with that is like, we don't always take um, like desks or armoires or things like that. But a lot of times we'll repurpose those things um, like for our administrative office or something that we then don't have to buy out of our cost um, that can then just be turned and recycled and used here. And then we can save those funds and push those back towards a program Um, But I would encourage anyone who has items that they want to donate to bring them and ask Um, as long as they fall, you know, within those parameters, what our concern is. And I guess the reason and motivation for educating in this episode is to, let you know that there is the possibility that we won't be able to accept it and that it's not because we don't appreciate the donation because we do. I mean, we're able to help so many people. I mean, vouchers and what we talked about in the last episode is a great example of that. You know, someone doesn't have a bed, they don't have a kitchen table, they don't have a crib for their child. When you donate those things and we're able to repurpose those in a voucher, you're recycling on a whole nother level. But those guys out there or on our transportation team that are picking up have a tough job. You know, they're not trying to be offensive or seem ungrateful when they aren't able to take something. And I think knowing that when you go to donate helps because you go, oh, yeah, no problem. I'll figure it out. Yard sale it, offer it to someone else, put it on Facebook, you know, whatever it may be, because if we can't accept it, it is a challenge, right? Like I think if someone brought something that they felt was usable. And unfortunately it didn't meet the criteria or the parameters for St. Vincent of Paul's able to either resell or to give as a voucher. It's uncomfortable maybe for someone to say, I'm sorry, we can't take that. And there has been times where someone's been upset and that puts the people who are filtering that or doing their best to ensure that we're giving or reselling the best for the people that we're helping. It puts them in a tough spot, I guess is where my mind would go with that.
0: Yeah, for sure. I know that uh, there have been things that have been donated that maybe aren't the in perfect, per- perfect, perfect condition, but they're in pretty darn good condition, and. And those things get snatched up right away. So it doesn't have to be perfect condition for sure. Yeah. And I know like myself, I'm, I have watched items, not sell, not sell, not sell. And then they drop down to 99 cents and somebody comes in and goes, oh my gosh, look at this thing, you know, and I just bought, uh, it's been probably a month ago or so. I bought a table that went to 99 cents. I got off work and it was still there. And so I bought it and took it home and painted it. And it's beautiful.
1: I would agree. I mean, so much of my home is repurposed from our stores and I take my kids there on the weekends. Like we said, my daughter always says thrift instead of thrift. So we go to the thrift store, but yeah, I love a good find and something that I go, maybe this isn't the right color for me, but I'm going to sand it down and do something myself. Um, and I love that we're recycling that and eliminating waste locally, um, by doing that, which we were going to talk about waste. So let's do that.
0: Yeah. The whole, like, uh, reduce, reuse, recycle. We are living it. Yes. Living it.
1: So, yeah, ultimately, we want to take any donation that you have and that we can use. But when it comes to certain things like broken, stained, torn, weathered, wet flammable or used building material. Unfortunately, we don't have the staff to repurpose, fix, solve those issues. And so we encourage that if you want to bring it and have someone at our donation ports checking that out, absolutely. But please, with kindness, um, understand if we aren't able to accept that um, because we want to ensure that what we're giving and fulfilling vouchers with and selling and recycling back into the public meets a standard that is, we want to give the best that we can because we're trying to help people. Um, So just kind of wrapping that up, I guess those are the main points. Um, Did I miss anything?
0: I don't think you missed anything, but I was going to say it is just about torture working at the store because there's so many great things that are donated. Like almost every day, I see things that, oh my gosh, how how have I lived without that thing for all these years?
1: Yeah, I think we have a lot of that too, where we have people who are purchasing things and refinishing them. And that's part of why our parameters are not certain styles or colors because everybody likes something different. But the functionality is really where those boundaries come into place, right? If it can't be used as is, then it's not something we can resell or fill a voucher with. And I think that's probably a good frame of reference. So part of the reason that we also have filtration and or a team of people that are sorting and accepting certain donations and not is because when we can't reuse it, resell it or gift it in our voucher program, we have to take it to the dump. And so that is a cost that comes out of our availability to service our community. So when we're taking you know, let's just say we take a couch and it was broken and we didn't realize it was broken and it got accepted. And now we go, shoot, I can't fill a voucher with that because I can't tell someone who is just out of prison on their feet, working for sobriety, here's a broken couch. It doesn't create the message that St. Vincent de Paul is trying to create, which is you are valuable and you have worth and we want to see you succeed. Um, That is so lovely. But to be able to say, if you knew that your niece or nephew or child needed a helping hand, would you give this to them? That's kind of a good thought process too, because there are things that I go, "Mm, this probably just could have been, you know, recycled and taken to the recycling plant, or I could have taken it, you know, in my load that I'm taking to um, a facility for garbage or trash um, because I know that it's broken or it can't be um, reutilized or recycled. That's something that I go, okay, cool. I'm going to save the time of that coming from St. Vincent-Nepal because I want whatever I'm donating to them to go directly back to my community and not be paying the dumps bill, you know, or the recycling. Is there a different waste facility? I should say waste facility instead of dump. Oh, I don't know. I keep saying dump and that makes me feel really um, not respectful of all of the wonderful things that our community does. So I feel like, do I say waste facility? That sounds classier, like that's classy. Yeah, because I grew up saying dump. I don't mean it that anything that's donated to us that we can't sell is garbage. I just mean some things that they're not reusable because we can't fix it or you couldn't fix it. If we end up with it, it has to go to a waste facility. Waste facility. That's good. That's classy because we are classy, Casey. And we're thankful. I think that's the most like we're so thankful. Yes, we are. It's, It's true. Then I think it's a reminder even for myself when I do a spring cleaning and I go, someone can use this. And I go it's broken, or I know that it needs fixing or repairing. I can do that myself and turn it in, or I can um, get rid of it myself by taking it to the dump or, you know, whatever that might be. But when we take those things to the store in remembering that either the funds are going to support someone or the item itself is going into someone's home that really needs a helping hand, that really needs a hand up and a broken couch just can't do that. But that The problem is, is that then we have this broken couch, right? Which happens. Of course it happens. Whether you knew that it might have something broken on it or whether we missed it or it's accidental, or maybe it happens at the store, things happen. But we have to then figure out what are we going to do with this? Because for every broken piece of furniture or damaged item that we can't resell or gift to someone, we have to do something with it. And so when we have to do that and load that up into a giant truck and take it to the dump, it costs money and it costs a lot of money to do that for 40 families worth of donated products that unfortunately are not sellable. And so it's important to know that the way we recycle is to reuse and re-gift within our community all the things that can be reused and re-gifted so that we're not spending those earned funds to help our community by just paying to take it to the dump. So I, you know, it's a sensitive subject, but I also want to support the stores in saying that they're trying their very best to turn things from donation to serving our community as fast as possible, whether it's they're putting it on the floor so it can be sold or fulfilling a voucher. And so we want to educate and provide the things that we go, oh, we can't fix it. We don't have anyone to do that. Or as um, simple as it might seem to, you know, what am I trying to think of? Um... is it when you recloth a chair? A reupholster. Yes. As simple as it might seem to reupholster a chair because I've done it myself personally. I'm intimidated by that. Yeah. But I go, I think a lot of times I go, oh yeah, this is a great chair. It's really sturdy, but like it's stained or ruined. I I don't want to gift that to someone who needs a helping hand. I want them to find worth and value when they say, oh my gosh, they brought me a kitchen table and it's got chairs and it's nice and I'm excited. So I think, for me, especially in this episode, I feel sensitive in saying, I am a thrifter. <laughs> I'll buy, refurbish, refinish anything. But some people aren't. And so if it's not something that you could immediately give to a family member or someone that you cared about, consider that when bringing it as a donation because it doesn't have to be in perfect shape. doesn't have to be the right color or shape or size. It just needs to be usable so that we can make sure that when it's being recycled into the community or gifted, that it's a gift. And That's a hard thing to talk about without insinuating that we don't want all the donations because we couldn't do what we do without you, without the community.
0: So I feel like that was really like educational for people. Because we have people who
1: call the store
0: and they're like, hey, what, what can I or can't I give? Because I know people want to, they want to be helpful. So Absolutely. I thought this was really educational. Love it. Yes, me too. So, uh, hey, uh, you can follow us on social, of course. We are on Instagram under SVDPID. That's kind of a weird thing to remember, but it stands for St. Vincent de Paul, Idaho. SVDPID. And also on Facebook, good old Facebook We are under St. Vincent de Paul, Southwest Idaho. What about podcasts? Where can they hear us?
1: Yes. And then on our website, of course, we have a tab for podcasts, which is svdpid.org. So again, St. Vincent de Paul, Idaho.org. So ID. And you can listen on the podcast there and watch if you want to watch the video. But then you can also follow us on any of the big podcast brands. So we've got Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio. Apple Podcasts, Buzzsprouts, and Spotify. Spotify, the best. That's my favorite. Yeah. I always watch the video on our website because I think it's great to see Julie's beautiful face. But yes, you can watch it there or listen there. We have both, both plugged in there. So
0: good. Well, I think maybe to sum it up, we we accept good things so we can give good things. Love that. love it. And to our listeners, to our uh, partners out there, you guys are amazing. And again, we could not do what we do without you.
1: Exactly. And I just want to let everyone know that, of course, as much as you love listening and seeing us because we're your favorite, but subscribe, subscribe to our podcast. Do it. Yes,
2: Bye. do it. Appreciate Bye. you. See you next episode. Oh,